Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You wouldn't mind tossing the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review in iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I never guess. It is a shocking habit, destructive to the logical faculty. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 194. Please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, Templeton Rye Whiskey, and Beedale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you this week on a rainy summer day here at my family's cabin outside of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. My first day off in weeks. And Copper the Wonder Golden is spending it fishing while I'm prepping the cabin for 4th of July festivities and getting show ads and podcast work done. But no complaints here. To quote this week's guest, Don Shelby, I'm blessed. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Owner Wags was super pumped to show me the huge Woof Fest 2019 poster. Also, congrats to Shelly for winning the Vegas trip. Friday played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Really enjoyed meeting and working with the new management and bar crew. Saturday played a duo show at Petey Pappy's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Hot, hot, hot afternoon, but awesome to see Brit's bachelorette party take over the poop deck, Poco Wisco style. Sunday played a solo show at Paradise in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Was storming out, so I rocked out inside. Great to see the Schradle family and hang with popular top five podcast guest, Mr. Bart Gosnell. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, July 3rd, 2019, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Friday, July 5th, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bar Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, July 6th, the Mark Sterry Trio featuring Brian K. Johnson, Brian Ricochet Leger, and myself will be rocking out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota from 5 to 9 p.m. Is part three of three with legendary investigative reporter, journalist, and news anchor Don Shelby. We talk pro wrestling, Governor Jesse Ventura, Sherlock Holmes, and more. Enjoy the conversation. So I, I used to write songs in Nashville for 10 years for a publishing company and did all that whole thing. And then... Um, I'm a big pro wrestling fan, 
And so when podcasts started to come around, I was listening to these pro wrestling podcasts by like Ric Flair and Stone Cold Steve Austin and whatever. And it was about them. They would just sit down and talk about road stories and talk about, you know, talk about uh, their life on the road and matches and things like that. So I got the idea to do this podcast like 300 weeks ago. It's been going. And uh, just meeting up with musicians and people and talking about just life on the road, music, fun stuff, whatever. So Minnesota being such a big wrestling town... I'm kind of curious if you had any run-ins while you're in the the news business with any pro wrestling guys. Hundreds. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any good pro wrestling stories about either Vern Gagne, Jesse, Jumpin' Jim, whomever? Well, uh, I'll start this way. So uh, when I started the station... <laughs> when I started the station, Hal Scott was the sports guy, and uh, of course, the world of wrestling was a very small world, and it was uh, regional. So uh, I grew up watching uh, Wilbur Snyder and Dick the Bruiser in Indiana. If you would stop trying to be a Smith Corina typewriter and adding machine, I'll tell you just why I'm here and what I'm doing. The first place, promoter Willie Davis. But I never saw him up here because everybody stayed regional, you know, and they maybe had a little television station that would put on a, a studio wrestling match, and it would be the same up here. And so when I got up here, um, I noticed that Hal Scott was always reading. He would always get into a sports cast, the card that night at the Coliseum, who was going to be on the card. And I would think, what are there, like 12 people that care about this? Until one day I saw Vern Gagne walk by. A ring in your ear or a ring in your nose and do something. I come out of the University of Minnesota. I was a Big Ten champion four times. I was a national collegiate champion. I was on an Olympic team. And I said, no, I'm a wrestler. And I'm... In- house got and take a crisp $100 bill folded up and stuff it into his shirt pocket. <laughs> and then I realized that's how it works. That's that's why that's why that card is being announced on oh WCCO. It wasn't being announced on anybody else's. <laughs> I, you know, maybe TCN would announce because they would have a card in their studio. They would have the wrestling match in their studio. So um, uh, one day, I think R.J. Fritz was uh, having uh, Bobby Heenan on. Well, Rent, that's the most important thing they could come up with in nine months. Shows you the mentality of his parents. Of course, he went to the University of Wisconsin, right? In Madison. Don't, don't take a whole lot to get in there. I guess you have to be able to, the entrance exam, you have to be able to write your name in three different colors of crayon. And... Uh, and, of course... And you just got to know this is this is uh, a, this is great show business. But he was interviewing him, and he was interviewing him in a straight way uh, about the upcoming match and and who the great rivals were and and what's going to happen in this tag team uh, match. And but <clears throat> so I say from the desk on air. Uh, coming up after the break, R.J. Fritz uh, with sports, and he will have uh, Bobby the Weasel Heenan.
on. And he's sitting there where I can see him. And he looks at me with daggers. Daggers. And I'm, I feel safe uh, behind the desk, 25 feet away from him. Um, and so <laughs> it comes back, and RJ, perfect RJ, uh, says, uh, Bobby, I'd like to apologize, first of all, what Don Shelby said. No, this is all the part of the gag. I mean, it's all part of the gag. I want to apologize for you because he, he referred to you as the weasel. Um, and uh, we all know it's the brain. It's Bobby the Brain, not Bobby the Weasel. Um, so Bobby the Brain Heenan is with us. And, and uh, so he goes off on me. He just, what's that pencil neck creep doing on the air? I'm five times better than that guy. That's terrible that you would insult me on television. He just goes crazy. So we go to commercial break after the thing is over. Heenan walks over to me, leans across the desk, smiles the most beatific smile in the world, and reaches out and shakes my hand. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, you get it. (laughs) Just a big work. That is awesome. Copper, the Wonder Golden, and I were heading back into Wisconsin yesterday to finish up my final show for the week in Balsam Lake. Drove north at the Four Corners to find a massive thunderhead greeting us crawling across the sky. Free from worry of breaking down, though, or junky tire hydroplaning, simply turned up the Parliament funk mix we had rocking and barreled right through the storm while driving my black Jeep Cherokee I recently got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles in my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take, I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff couldn't have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at www.idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court, Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a summer full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. (laughs) (laughs) I had set him up that way. And then uh, Vern was a um, great friend for a long time, and Greg, um, and uh, Baron, uh, Von Raschke. Hey, Gary Hart, the great manager, called me on the telephone. <laughs> and he said there's a man here, Charlie Brown. Uh, which I always found really interesting that he was uh, a teacher. The <laughs> 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 claw. Um, and uh, then I would uh, go down and golf. Uh, in a tournament down in Marshall, and they brought all of the wrestlers down there. And then I had a uh, the Don Shelby U.S. Invitational, and Terry Hogan came up for that, and uh, Randy Savage came up uh, for that, and and we always had a contingent of uh, big time uh, wrestlers. Wow, uh, wrestlers in the uh, 
in the group. And so, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was um, a great part of, of my um, Minnesota inspiration is to have these uh, great uh, athletes and entertainers as friends. Yeah. So I, I really love that. And I, and I could tell you 50 more stories, but I don't want to waste your time. I'm a huge fan, so it's all good. <laughs> but they're, um, I'm sure a lot of the stories are pretty off-color. As as <laughs> Most the of them are, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. One of the things I Oh, I will to... tell you this, that um, there was a big match uh, staged at the Target Center. And uh, Jesse, the body. You know, very close by here in St. Paul, Minnesota, a few weeks back, the Rolling Stones were in town. They were. Good friends of mine. And let me tell you, Mean Gene, and all you people out there. Uh, was um, going to be a referee, I think. He's going to ref a thing at the Target Center. And he came early, and I came because I because he was running for governor against Norm Coleman and Skip Humphrey at the time, and he was polling eight percent to about a thirty-one, thirty-two with uh, the other two candidates, and so you know it looked like you know okay, nice try, Jesse, but so. Uh, so I sat down uh, ringside before the crowd had gotten there, and Jesse sat down next to me. Don, what? I'm going to win this thing. What? I'm going to win it. We just got our tracking poles in. And I went, holy mackerel. Uh, he said he was about even with them. And I thought, well, okay, this is Jesse talking. And then four days later, uh, I was uh, covering the debate in Duluth that NPR was putting on. And uh, a question came from the audience. And this was the question. If elected governor, this was to all three, if elected governor, what are you going to do about the corruption at the IRRB? So uh, Skip, being the attorney general, knew uh, everything there is to know about uh, the charges of corruption at the Iron Range Resources and Rehabilitation Board. And so he had a, a long and interesting answer. Uh, Norm, having been an attorney, assistant attorney general, uh, and having fought uh, in in bills for funding against the IRRB for the city of St. Paul, he was very familiar. So he had a very, very good answer. And uh, they said, uh, Mr. Ventura? And he went, I have no idea. <laughs> I have never heard of the IRRB, but if you tell me that it's corrupt, then I'll shut it down. Previous podcast guest, owner of GPI in Prairie Farm, Wisconsin, and also major whiskey connoisseur, Bart Gosnell, came out to my show Sunday. I told him all about Templeton Rye Whiskey sponsoring the podcast. 
he went on to tell me about how rye whiskey is making a comeback in a huge way, and apparently it's the best tasting spirit for Manhattans and old-fashioned cocktails. We headed to the cabin to hang with Copper the Wonder Golden and knock off the remainders of the summer bottle I had on top of the fridge. Good times catching up with an old buddy. So if you're looking for a smooth, spicy rye whiskey with a clean finish, Templeton Rye Whiskey is your brand. Based on the Prohibition-era Kirkhoff recipe, it is said that Templeton Rye Whiskey was Al Capone's favorite drink, nicknamed the Good Stuff, and also Iowa's most notorious drink, make the multiple award-winning, such as being named Rye Whiskey of the Year in 2009 Whiskey Bible by Jim Murray, Templeton Rye Whiskey, your cocktail of the summer. Follow them on Instagram at Templeton Rye Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. And I left, I drove back, and I picked up the cell phone, and I called the newsroom, and I said, Jesse Ventura is going to win the governor's race. And they said, you're crazy. I said, he's going to win. He's going to win. Because that's exactly what people want to hear. Wow. And uh, he did. He did. And uh, I will also say this as... uh, uh, not a feather in my cap, but something I'm, I'm uh, proud of, and, I, and it's a standard that I always uphold. You know, I, I know all of these people. I, I know Senator Klobuchar, and I've known her for 40 years. I, I know uh, Governor Tim Walz. I've known him for years. Um, I've known all of the mayors and, and all of the senators. But once, and, and first name basis, but once they are elected, I never refer to them in any other way at, than the honorific that they have been given. So uh, I remember uh, being in news conferences where uh, Governor Ventura was uh, at the podium, and people would say, Jesse, you know, News reporters, Jesse, Jesse, and they would say Jesse on the air, um, and I only referred to him as Mr. Governor, uh, regardless of uh, whatever political opinion I might have about his capacity or his skill as a, as a governor. It didn't matter, and uh, I've never referred to Amy Klobuchar as Amy uh, since her election, um, and it's, it's just a, a standard that I've uh, think that we need to uphold um, an element of propriety. Heck yeah, that's that's great. Even for the old pro wrestler. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, but I did say this, and this is on tape. Uh, when the final tally was in on that governor's race, <laughs> I looked at the case. They handed me the paper. They said he'd won. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to say something that I thought I would never say in my life. This is it. The next governor of the state of Minnesota is Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> 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 oh my god have you seen him since and he does all the conspiracy stuff and i i think he's one of the most fascinating guys i yeah. hear in podcasts and whatever he's dropped out of sight a little bit in the past year i uh, down in baja i think he's 
uh, not doing well. Physically? Yes. Yes. That's too bad. Yeah. What a colorful, colorful character. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, of speaking voices, as I we're still talking about wrestling guys, did you ever know Mean Gene Okerlund? However, Jesse Ventura, for the most part, you've had your way over the past few years. There is a young man that has entered the AWA very impressively, and that is none other than the incredible Hulk Hogan, a man who I think could truly test your strength. Very, very well. Gene and I used to go fishing all the time. Really? Yeah. Uh, what a great speaking voice he had yeah. being from this area. Yeah. Um, do you have any stories about Gene you want to share quick? Other than fishing stories? <laughs> <laughs> and all of those are uh, off color, too. So every, everything Gene did was off color, except uh-huh. when he was on camera. Yes. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about before we, before we wrap stuff up here is that I've always been a fan of old-time radio. I know you mentioned um, Johnny Dollar, and I always liked the old Bob Bailey episodes of Jolly Do- Johnny Dollar. There were five guys that played that part, too. Yes. Edmund O'Brien played that part for a while. Yeah. And I've been just, since my whole life, always obsessed over old-time radio. And I read up on you, and I, I read that you wrote an old Sherlock Holmes audio drama called The Barrington Ransom. Yes. And I I have not listened to it, um, but I'm a big fan. I was curious, like, if you listened to old-time radio Sherlock Holmes versions and if you were a fan of the Nigel Bruce and uh, – uh, or yeah. Yes. The Nigel Bruce and then – Basil or, Rathbone. Or Basil Rathbone. Or my favorite, which is the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Well, there, there were five that on radio. Edith Meisner wrote a series of plays uh, that were done on radio. And uh, for five years, it would be one pair, and then for five years, it would be another pair, and it would go on and on. And, uh, and I'm a Sherlockian, and, uh, you know, uh, the University of Minnesota has the largest collection outside of London of Sherlockiana. I want to tell you all about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B, and Dale's motto is, a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun, and that is a fact. The food at T-Birds Cafe and Takeaway is always great. Super jealous that I had to work and was unable to make Rob's bachelor party up at Tim's Cabin. That would have been the blast but cutting a podcast at B-Dale on Tuesday so I can grab some JT grub and catch up on the weekend adventures. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that after being talked about on these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill cocktails are selling like hotcakes. Don't miss the 7th Annual Barbecue Contest on Saturday, August 3rd. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pool tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. Uh, Philip Hinch, uh, who invented cortisone, was a doctor at the uh, Mayo Clinic when he invented that and won the Nobel Prize. And... Uh, when he passed away, his wife called the University of Minnesota and said, you know, do you, do you have a, anything, any interest in my husband's stuff? And they went, well, you know, what do you got? The um, Study in Scarlet was the first book that Conan Doyle wrote uh, in Sherlock Holmes. And uh, it appeared in what's called the Beaton's Christmas Annual. There were five known Beaton's Christmas Annuals. Um, 
one in private hands and four in libraries. Hinch had two that nobody knew about, and they reside now at uh, the University of Minnesota Special Collections Library. And uh, so it is the largest collection of Sherlockiana, and I have lots of first edition um, Sherlock Holmes uh, material myself. So I've always had this uh, interest in that, but I think it was Sherlock Holmes. My dad gave me a set of uh, three books. I read all of them. And I think that actually led me to become an investigative reporter. I'm absolutely certain that asking those questions, that deductive and inductive reasoning, fascinated me so that uh, you could find this evidence and be able to do these kinds of uh, stories for journalism. So I think Sherlock Holmes actually made me a journalist. Wow. And, and, and earned my bones, uh, the Emmys and the Peabody's, earned those as an investigative reporter because I, I kind of wanted to be him. And so I, uh, yeah, was asked to uh, come up with um, the Sherlock Holmes uh, piece, and I did, and uh, wrote that for uh, a performance team up in Alexandria, the Alexandria Lakes uh, Radio Theater. And, uh, yeah, I have a copy of it. I'll send you a copy. Okay. And I play Sherlock Holmes, so uh, which is interesting. I not only wrote it, but I starred in the uh, radio broadcast. So um, I, will, I will make sure that you get a copy uh, of that uh, piece. But it was, it was fun um, to try to uh, write for uh, radio again after having been out of radio, except for those, that 10 years that I was on CCO, um, but to have this uh, opportunity to, to write. But if, if you uh, are asking about uh, who are the, the favorites, I mean, Stan Lee and, and uh, uh, Conrad, Conroy and, and some of the, the greats, they, they all are trying to be Basil Rathbone. Holmes! Coming, Holmes! Holmes! You all right? Perfectly, thank you, old fellow. But I think this gentleman on the floor requires some medical attention. We will see that he looks his best, you know, when he's hanged. All of the, uh, except the, the Brits, they don't. They, they're, they soft-pedal the, uh, the Sherlock Holmes character. But uh, Basil Rathbone is the, uh, is the figure. Some television things have been, uh, Jeremy Brett did a great job on uh, television. Uh, I don't care anything about the Robert Downing stuff. Oh, uh, no. That meaningless to me and, and the stuff that was done by Will Ferrell, you know, just <laughs> is meaningless. Those are pastiches, as we call them. But uh, even, I'll tell you that I, I do love Nigel Bruce as uh, a character to listen to and watch. But... He is as far from the real Dr. Watson that Conan Doyle created as you can get. Uh, uh, Nigel Bruce is bumbling and often a fool, and, but uh, he was extremely smart. Uh, he was a surgeon. Uh, and I wrote a piece for the uh, Sherlock Holmes Society uh, the Science Society of the Baker Street Irregulars here called the uh, Norwegian Explorers. 
and it uh, posited the theory that at the first meeting of Sherlock Holmes uh, with uh, Watson, that that was an arranged meeting by a friend of both of them. And I believe what happened was that the friend was worried about Sherlock Holmes' cocaine use and uh, that he went to Watson as a doctor and said, could you form a relationship and see if you can bring him down? And, uh, and he was able to, over a period of time, wean Holmes off the 7% solution of cocaine. So I believe there was some stuff unwritten in that, that there, there was a relationship there. So uh, I love the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, stuff on PBS. I love that. I love that it's set in the modern era. Um, that's, a, that's a great leap. But the people who were very, very true to the, uh, to the original canon of the 56 uh, short stories and books. So, uh, yeah, Conan Doyle and uh, Sherlock Holmes, absolutely uh, joy for me. Thanks for tuning into this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes and SoundCloud and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, Templeton Rye Whiskey, and B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Slow it down. You got me running. You got me hiding. You got me run, hide, hide, run any way you want me. Got a roll, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me doing what you want, babe. Any way you want me to roll. You got me up. You got me down. You got me up, down, down, up any way you want me. Got to roll, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me doing what you want, babe. Any way you want me to roll. Ha, ha, ha.